Hello everyone, welcome back to Multipurpose with Lakshit. I'm back with Desiree today. So the, she is a uh, digital content creator and a uh, podcast host. So thank you for joining in today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so better than starting and getting into uh, whatever you do, so can you just explain me about what is your background? So I come from a media background. Um, I've been uh, eight years now in media, started with print media, then went on to digital media. Uh Um, So basically gone from writing in a journal to like uh, writing in magazines and now into into the digital space. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, would you like to speak about uh, yourself? Uh, what you do? Uh, how how did you get into writing? What's the passion? Why why did you choose writing? And you're also an influencer. So, what do you? Why, why did you become an influencer? Um, so, writing for me happened very early in my life. I think I started uh, uh, maintaining a journal, like a diary, personal diary, when I was eight years old. Uh-huh. And I didn't even know that it was a thing back then. It was just something that I did because it was, it was a, it was something that came to me so easily. Just like writing, and it would start very silly, like you know how my day was in school, just like that. Yeah. And um, it just became a habit. I began to do it every day. It just became like as you grow up, um, your understanding of emotions. Um, it uh, also increases and so that um, sort of uh, translated into the way I wrote also and uh, I think it was after college um, I was just it literally just it just fell into my lap I believe that um, you know if you really really want something with Uh all of your heart and soul the universe sort of gives it to you it just it gives you opportunities to go and get that Mm -hmm. so um, after college um, I was just out with one of my friends and, um, you know, I bumped into this editor of a leading magazine that I used to read a lot. Okay, so my childhood was just writing and reading. Like, if you locked me in a room, that was all I was doing. So, I bumped into this magazine editor and uh, um, this was way before Instagram and, you know, the internet was also as influential in our lives as it is today. So... Um, when I met her, I told her how much I had read uh, her columns, her magazine, yeah. and um, the next thing I know is she gave me a break, uh, and I worked with her under her. That's how I started out. Um, okay. And it was the best thing ever. I mean, there was literally no looking back after that. And um, yeah, that's how I got into writing professionally. How How did you get into becoming a micro influencer? So. Becoming an influencer wasn't something like uh, it wasn't like a goal or something. It just it just happened very naturally okay. at a time when um, this was at a time when influencers weren't even like a big thing. Like it wasn't something you put on your bio or on your CV yeah. or anywhere out there. It was just um, uh, I was out there just doing my thing. I was writing and I was just being myself, honestly and. Um, I never thought that by the time I uh, got onto Instagram, I never thought of it as, you know, like something I was doing on purpose. I was just putting videos out there, putting my content out there, writing, doing my thing. And I would um, get these messages from people. Um, I had a small little blog also on the side where I wrote a lot about um, 
life, personal experiences, and people would message me, and it, and it really felt very, very good when people would say that, oh, they looked up to me, that I inspired them somehow, and I didn't even realize that uh, I was doing any of that. So it happened just very organically, and then um, suddenly it was a thing, you know, like um, uh, suddenly being an influencer was a thing, and um, I feel like... Uh, the word influencer is, it's a two-edged sword, okay? So there are influencers out there who, they're obviously making money doing, um, you know, putting their creative skills out there um, uh, with brands and all of that. And then there is another side of an influencer where you're um, literally um, talking about the realities that people face, um, like, you know, tr like just trying to show them another perspective and just... And it comes very organically. It comes from personal experience. It comes from just being you. Yeah. I think it, that just sort of happened with time. Okay. I didn't think that it was leading to anything. I didn't see it going a particular way. It just happened. And then one fine day, there was um, um, this magazine that decided they wanted to do a feature on me. And how I had uh, just... Uh, embraced every part of me and just uh, gone out there and done what I did. Yeah. I didn't think it was a big deal until it actually was. And uh, then there was a Cosmo feature that happened and then BuzzFeed, um, She the People, all of them picked it up. And then there was Josh Talks. And so it just sort of, just, it sort of spiraled. Like it just yeah. went where it went. I never actually thought that I want to be an influencer till I ended up being one. Okay, wonderful. This is very interesting to listen uh, how you think about that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you you have she uh, so you have already been a Joe Stock speaker, and um, yes, and, I have. and you also do on, you speak of, on wonderful things. So what what do you really speak about? If you can just speak about that over here. So um, while I speak about uh, while I speak about a range of different things from. Um, disabilities to uh, mental health to emotional well-being to um, you know um, just uh, personal experiences relationships life what I really really um, at the center of all of these topics is self-acceptance it's not even self-love because there are times when you will not love yourself at all but you also accept yourself that you know what I don't love myself like this. Right now, I'm being very ugly. This is a very, very ugly uh, uh, state of mind, state of being. But I, but I accept myself. Like, I am flawed. I have these faults that I have to work on, but I'm accepting it. So I think at the heart of all of these things is a lot of self-acceptance. There's yeah. a huge difference. There's self-love yeah. and there's self-acceptance. Yeah. And I think self-acceptance is way more important than self-love because on the days when you don't love yourself, you have to ask yourself, do you still accept yourself? Yeah. So I think um, I think at the heart of all of this, mental health, um, disability, um, uh, trying to be a better version of yourself, motivation, positive uh, speaking, negative speaking, um, yeah. uh, all of it. I think at the heart of all of what I talk okay. is self-acceptance. Okay. Uh, so what, what does really self-acceptance means for you? Means to you? For me, it's... It's an ongoing thing. It's like a continuous thing. It's like having a relationship or, you know, um, it's literally like having a relationship, but with yourself, 
Yeah. It's your working. You have to understand that we are not just one person. We have so many aspects of ourselves. Or yeah. uh, we have the side that others see. We have the side that only our families see. We have a side yeah. that only our partners will see. A side that only our professional, like our colleagues, will see. And then we have an online self. Yeah. And all of these selves, we are all of these people. We are all of these aspects. We are all of these persons. The idea is that um, when you're alone, when there is no uh, screen, when there are no people, when there is no professional obligation, when there is no uh, social media channel, when there is none of that, when you're all alone with yourself, yeah, are you content with that person? A lot of times, what happens is um, we don't like being alone, yeah. is because we don't like who we are when we are alone. We don't know who we are when we are. Alone. Yeah. So we try to fill those spaces with dating apps, with online content, with um, virtual friends, or we socialize a lot, or we go out a lot, or we end up spending a lot. Yeah. Like all of these things, they become like fillers. You know, like we're just trying to fill the gaps out because we don't understand ourselves. Yeah. So I think for me, self acceptance is basically when you're alone with yourself. Do you? Um, Cultivate that. Do you accept that you have a relationship with yourself and it takes work? It's a lot of work. It's a lifetime of work. You keep working on yourself. It's never, you're never ever complete. You're never ever perfect. You've never ever reached the pinnacle. You've never completely achieved everything. So that's what self acceptance is, where you're sitting alone with yourself and you're like, okay, I have work to do. I need to work on myself and I need to keep working on myself till the end of time. That to me is self acceptance. Okay, yeah, it's it's very very interesting. Um, yeah, thank thanks for uh, getting us uh, taking us deep in self acceptance. Um, so my question here is, uh, you are also you write and uh, what, what, how has been the journey of writing for you? It's been honestly, it's been very therapeutic because, um, like. I speak, I speak a lot, I've done talks, I, I do videos and um, uh, like, um, like I talk to people, I'm great at conversation but sometimes like when it comes to actually speaking about your most personal experiences, your most intimate emotions, yeah. you can't put certain things into words and I think that's where writing has really helped me from a very young age. Okay. It's helped me understand who I myself was before I had to put myself out into a world okay. uh, where others had to accept me or where I had to tell others who I was because you can't always go into a room and tell people who you are. People yeah. are going to define you the way they want to define you yeah. and you can't help that. Like They will either like you, dislike you, they will yeah. use you, misuse you, whatever. That's in their heads. You can't change that. Yeah. But you have to know who you are okay. before and above all of that else. So that others' perceptions of you will not affect you. You, yeah. So that's what writing helped me do for the most part of my life. I think it helped me understand who I was, what I was facing, what I was dealing with, how I was dealing with those things. And um, yeah, it just helped me to put that into perspective. Even today, like there are times when I don't understand how I'm feeling or what I'm thinking. And then I just, writing really helps uh, put it into place. It's like sometimes, you know, there's a puzzle in front of you and you don't know how to solve it. So you just sit and you solve that puzzle. For me, writing is that puzzle. It helps me sort myself out and solve my own self. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I understand. 
um so you you um, you say yourself you say you have a disability so you what, what is um really disability you speak about let us speak about that so i think um so my disability is basically um i wouldn't even call it disability it's um yeah. it's a genetic condition it's called uh, microtia okay. in the condition what happens is it's um it's a it's a deformation so basically um the ear is uh, either underdeveloped or entirely not developed okay. um so there's no ear drum there's uh, no formation of a ear uh, okay. there's hearing loss in and this is in my right ear yeah. so there's hearing loss and there's no ear drum and um, so uh, i was also taking to a lot of doctors um, early on in my childhood uh, we consulted with a lot of doctors and um, they all uh, suggested plastic surgery but what plastic surgery would do is it would create an external ear there wouldn't be like um, they can't obviously they cannot replicate a ear drum or anything so none of that can be touched it would just be an external ear that would be created they would graft skin uh, from other parts of my body and then form that but it would um, you know yeah like that would be it and it would leave scars and everything so i decided to forego that i decided to just um, go with it i mean i can still hear it's not like i can't hear sometimes i feel like i can hear better than most people okay um but uh, yeah that's the condition that i have and um, in terms of disability i think i just generally talk of every disability because as a country i think um we have a long way to go right now to uh, sort of facilitate and enable the people who come from a disabled uh, persons background Yeah. So in that uh, in that space, a lot of work needs to be done. A lot of research needs to be done in terms of social welfare, in terms of medical or uh, healthcare. Also, a lot okay. needs to be done. Okay. Um, another aspect there is mental well-being for disabled persons. It's an entirely different ballgame okay. because mental health, any which ways, is something everyone deals with. with a disabled person you have to understand that mental health also uh, transcends into the part where you feel uh, unable to do something you feel helpless you feel um, you know left out cast out uh, socially um, uh, sort of discarded and these are things that translate into your emotional space into your mental space so we need to work in tandem in all of these things to uh, you know like make society more inclusive okay. for disabled people for anyone and disability just doesn't always have to be physical most of the time it's also mental more than it's physical yeah so i think that's um a barrier that we really really need to cross break um tackle whatever okay uh so how how um, do you think uh, it has um, you know affected your mental health um in terms of mental health uh so um a lot of times what happens and it starts early okay for um kids for example as kids okay um and it starts early on in families also like um like you know if you're a kid uh, born with some sort of um deformity disability um even your families um tend to respond to it in a very different way a lot of times the kid is removed because it's like um they won't be able to do it or like 
basically your family has already decided for you that you will not be able to do it instead yes. of giving you tools that can help you bridge that gap or like instead of you know um replacing like there's always uh, replacements like um you can always help a child do better yeah. um the first step is to let them know that there is nothing that you can't do okay if you don't put your mind to it if you want to do it if you work at it you can do it yeah um i think that's the first step so definitely starts on the fam- at the family level mm-hmm. then at the educational level too i think um, we need to have schools that are more inclusive that spend more time telling all kids not just kids with disabilities all kids that they can do whatever they want and then giving them those tools to do it Yeah. not sideline table kids and um, you know um, only concentrating on the ones that you can handle because you don't know how to handle them so i think that needs to be bridged it starts early it needs to start at the fam- family levels and at the school levels mm-hmm. and that's how you build that uh, sort of sense of confidence in a kid okay. to let them know that they're just like everybody else and yeah. they can do whatever they want so i think that's that's how that's the first step after that of course it's like um you know you keep working at it so how 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 uh, at your personal level how did you uh, you know break that odds out that i can do everything what i want my disability see here um i think um i'm very grateful because um i was blessed with parents who never made me feel like i was different yeah. um they never told me oh you can't do this because you know you uh, have a deformed ear or that it'll impair your hearing like i used to no i used to love music so i used to um, learn how to play a little piano and everything and they never told me that oh you know what uh, because you don't have a ear that's going to um, stop you from being a musician yeah. or um, stop you from dancing or whatever that they never told me that they just let me go out and do it on my own and figure it out if i could or could not do it that would be on me Yeah. So I think this is something I'm very grateful to them for because they never made me feel like I can't do anything. Yeah. So that sense of confidence uh definitely stemmed and uh, only got better and uh like it built because of them. Okay. Uh so how how do you describe the describe the journey of your life, you know? Uh hard, uh good, better, best. How how do you describe this? um wow uh it's been hard it's uh because there are a lot of different aspects to a person's journey yeah or uh, there's not just one aspect and yeah. more more times than not everything sort of um, you know mixes and mingles with everything else so it's not been easy mm-hmm. but um i wouldn't change anything i wouldn't take anything away because that has also um taught me a lot it has uh, taught me to face things on my own become brave independent or tackle yeah. things in a yeah. uh, better way and i think um, a lot of people blame a lot of their lives uh, on the hardships on um, a lot of things but i think yeah. that we can learn we can learn from every bad thing more than we can learn from everything okay of course um, i think that uh, we need to really like when push comes to shove you just sometimes you have no option but to just uh, push everything through and just know that you can't turn back you can't look this side or that side you just have to yeah. keep going ahead yeah. however slowly you can however fast you can that's on you 
depending on what you have with you mm-hmm. basically you have to make the most of what you have even if it feels like there's nothing okay so um it's been it's been a tough journey but uh, it's been um, one of the more um, what's the word i would use um uh, it's been a very very um, evolutionary uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. experience uh, it's been a learning experience and i've learned a lot Mm-hmm. and i think it's going to be like that like for the rest of my life so it's i look forward to it okay wonderful so um, coming coming uh, very work you, you said you work at school uh, school group so uh, yeah. how, how how does it really works over there as it's an i think it's some very well known uh, digital uh, company i have seen a lot of videos of them so how does it work over there and how the company is uh, you know in a different how to describe it and how how things go over there so we're um we're very hard working we're very uh, young we're very fresh we're like always on the go we're always working like there's like literally like sometimes content will spur up at 2 am and then everyone's working at it so there's literally never a dull moment i think that's how i would ex- uh, sort of describe my experience um uh, working at scoop it's there's never a dull moment um you're constantly learning um getting exhausted while learning but learning again and then yeah. it's just uh, you just keep moving forward and uh, it's been very interesting um we're like a family within a family so like uh, it's very interesting there's a lot of fun and uh, there's obviously a lot of work but um, it's been very very interesting okay uh, so uh, what would be an advice to anyone who wants to become a writer um don't stop yourself from feeling vulnerable i think people um a lot of times we block out the vulnerability because we don't want others to see how weak quote unquote weak that would make us but i think being vulnerable is a strength that not many of us are able to um accept okay. so when you're writing be as vulnerable as you can be and be as truthful about yourself that you can can be like yeah. you cannot tell another person's truth but you can tell your truth when you're writing so stay truthful to yourself and don't be afraid to be vulnerable okay uh, so almost we are at the end of the podcast so i have just five last questions so what 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 was the best advice you ever received from someone wow um the best advice honestly uh um <laughs> i've never really received much advice like um yeah uh i don't know how to um say that but i think um my mother's words will keep coming back to me like uh, she just she put me out there like literally she taught me that uh, whatever you learn you learn from experience so you go out there and do your thing and you do it on your own that's how you learn yeah. and i think that's the best life advice that i have uh, received not in words but uh, in experience through my mother okay yeah. uh, and the worst advice the worst advice uh <laughs> <laughs> the worst advice would just um 
just close your eyes and follow it i mean don't just follow anything blindly i would yeah. say and uh, yeah. um that's just uh, go with your gut definitely go with your gut feeling okay. always okay but don't just blindly follow something i i think people just say like you know uh, when you know you know but i think you should always still weigh the pros and cons uh, because it's always better to go in knowing what you stand to lose versus what you stand to gain and whether it's worth it or not so be calculated definitely be calculated don't just go into anything just blindly i think that's um i mean it only works once or twice like you need to know what you're getting into most times okay so an advice to anyone wants to uh, fight with the mental uh, mental health you know get, get themselves better mentally um never be afraid to talk um there may not be enough people to listen to you there may not be enough people who even understand what you're going through yeah. and that's okay um chances are no one will understand you because um uh no one will truly know what you're going through until they walked in your shoes okay. and that's literally no one except yourself yeah. but you have to understand that it's okay to talk it's actually important to talk mm-hmm. it's okay to seek help um it, that does not make us weak that just makes us aware of ourselves knowing what we need to work on and that's always the first step to understanding that um you need to get better mentally emotionally whatever never be afraid of speaking about how you're feeling um in any space okay. so um this is very very important okay um okay again again another advice for anyone who wants to uh, fight their thoughts sorry fight their uh, fight their you know uh, fight uh, fight with their anything which they think is not uh, right in themselves um don't fight it don't fight your faults try to understand your faults okay and try to work around those faults i think okay. um uh whatever makes us um a so called bad person is also what makes us who we are yeah so learn to understand that um every human being is balanced there is good and bad in everyone okay. um ignoring your faults or denying your faults will not make you a better person yeah. understanding your faults and working with them working towards bettering yourself as a person while understanding that you will always be flawed is what will make you a better person truly Okay, yeah, wonderful. I know amazing answer you gave about that. Thank you. Uh, again, uh, what question can I add? Yeah, you can just. Uh, this is like an open place for you. You can just leave a message or uh, speak about anything you want to talk over here in this question. Um. So I think um, like right now there's a lot of information out there and there's a lot of um confusion in people's mind as to how to think and how to feel. Um. Uh. It's. I mean. life is hard it's not going to get easier like yeah. this way or that way anything that we whenever we get out of something we don't get out of it um, on an easier scale we just get out of it on a stronger scale so we can uh, you know um face other things uh-huh. better yeah um i think it's um, important to understand that and understand that every single person is going through something every single person you may not understand what they're going through and you may not be able to imagine it but that doesn't mean they're not going through it yeah so i think um understanding that and giving sometimes giving a person the benefit of doubt is important because we're all human at the end of the day yeah but it comes down to how you treat a person okay. right now 
um i think just being good to people um just uh, doing whatever you can within your abilities capacities is more than enough that makes you just as human as anybody else it doesn't make you good or it doesn't make you bad um so just go and do that just be human and uh, understand that everyone's going through something yeah. and if you can help um by all means go ahead and help um yeah. and don't criticize someone who can't because maybe they can't maybe they don't have the means but if you do go ahead and do that um don't judge others because um i'm pretty sure everyone in this world is trying to fight something yeah. someone and get out the other side so that's my that's my only message to people so yeah thank you very much we are done with this episode a wonderful um, you know uh, motivation wonderful experiences you spoke about uh, thank you thank very you. much for being here thank you it's been great thank you for having me it is my ultimate pleasure to have you thank you.